0: How about we take a family walk around the block? Yay! I want to amble. I want to saunter. Amble! Saunter! Amble! Saunter! Stop saying things! Honey, you seem frazzled. Why don't you come with us? Hey, I'd like that. I can't. I have to go pick up Grandpa. He proposed to another hooker at the bus station. (laughs) You sure love driving. Mm -hmm. Four-finger discount, dude.
1: Welcome to Four Finger Discount, the very first new episode of Four Finger Discount for 2022. This week we are here to review episode EAB F15. It is Break My Wife, please. I am Dando.
2: I am Guy. Welcome back to the 2 2. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yes, and we're off to a flying start with an episode that is just fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of there. Had its moments, but it wasn't. I, again, I just kind of felt like it was one of those... We've had, we've had this before, Margin, and Homer break up. I feel like we've had this like four times this season. <laughs> yeah. On. It's yeah, like, it's come right. on, can we just move on to something else now, guys? But uh, before we get into the, the, the review, mm. so we've got we got a review of Break My Wife, please, coming up. We've also got our very first edition of Listener Question of the Week. So we used to do this a long, 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 long time ago. And then we got so many Malbec questions. You did it with Mitch, handle. didn't you? Didn't you? <laughs> didn't you? You were now gallivanting. <laughs> So, we have been posting on Twitter, and we posted on Facebook, and we're asking, this week's listener question of the week is, what is the episode from the golden era? And I consider golden era to be like season four through eight. That's what I reckon The Simpsons was at its peak, but golden era can be like first nine, ten seasons. What's the episode you tend to like the least? Not including clip shows, and not including the Arm and Tam's area episode with Principal Skinner. <laughs> That's the obvious go-to. Think outside of the box. That doesn't necessarily mean it's an episode that's bad. It just means it's an episode that you tend to like the least. Because I think everyone's got their, their handful of episodes that when it used to come on, you'd go, ah, oh, man, or you'd skip it or whatever. Yeah. So. Listen to question of the week coming up later in the show. Also, we've got our first Patreon prize draw for 2022. If you're a patron, you get access to this prize draw. We have the major prize draw and we have the minor prize draw. Both of those are coming up a little bit later in the show. All the more reason to become a patron of Full Finger Discount. Exactly right. Besides all the exclusive podcasts you get as well and all the early access, but... How was your break, Mr. Davis? How was your Christmas break? We took a little bit of an extended break this year, and we thought, we, we needed it. We needed it, didn't we? It's, it's been tough times, COVID and everything. Just We took a break. Thank you guys for sticking around. How was yours, Mr. Davis? Yeah,
2: no, Christmas at the uh, the best of times is a little bit of a, not a, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Stressful. Stressful um event. But, you know, this year with all the other elements thrown, it actually it was surprisingly straightforward. You know? Okay. oh, well, having said that, Lou and I decided to, the lovely Louise, of course, decided to break it up over two nights on Bock, on Christmas Eve night. We did her extended family. Uh, we went out to a restaurant on the on the uh, pier here in Geelong, and it was a bit of a schmozzle, I've got to say. I'm not going to name the restaurant, but there's not too many restaurants out on the pier, so Geelong people there's will know. There's one pier, one restaurant. Yes, <laughs> we'll know what I'm talking about. Um, let's just D- say Define that- schmozzle. Oh,
1: the food all came out at different times and at different oh. uh, temperatures. No, oh, no, that's the worst. You can tell when they've been sort of lingering in the Bay Marie for a while. And uh, yeah, it. Lou's son got a, a big schooner, of coke just spilled all over his back, and then
2: the poor girl who was who did it was looking a bit shell shocked, like <laughs> sorry, and then just sort of ran off and didn't really clean it up or anything
1: like that. So what? you didn't get like freebies as a result of that. Got a free coke. <laughs> <laughs> One free Coke for an entire... wow. We No, yeah. mate, I'll, be, I'll be demanding.
2: I demand vengeance. L- Louise, <laughs> and I say this with love and respect and a little fear, uh, went a bit Karen on her, which was nice. Oh, actually, yeah. on the manager. She, said, she asked to speak to the manager. And this... Maybe I'm just old. I am old. But the, this kid came out I'm like, you? You're running things? What's going on? <laughs> but uh, not the best night. But then the next day... <laughs> and this is going to make it sound like my family's great because we went over to my sister's house and we had a very, very
1: nice Christmas lunch. Please tell me Margaret cooked the rice dish. Margaret did cook the rice dish that went <laughs> primarily <laughs> untouched. <laughs> but she cooked it. That's all that matters. God bless it, you, Margaret. It was there. It
2: was there indeed. We, no, we had a, a very, very nice lunch. My sister Prue, um, an angel on this planet, made a caramilk pavlova. Wow.
1: It would have taken effort. It was Nice. So did she buy official, legit Cadbury cho- caramel chocolate and put it in? Or- I believe so, yeah. So oh, wow. That is that is dedication. I like it.
2: I'm normally not a Pavlova person, but I went back for seconds on this one and took, oh, yeah, of took some would. home. So, yeah, very nice. And then for New Year's Eve, uh, Lou and I went up to Emerald outside mm-hmm. Melbourne to visit our friends Holly and Mark and um, a few other friends. They've got a lovely big hot tub, so it turned into a bit hot tub type machiney. Uh, and which, which scene, though? <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie and the sequel. Okay. Uh, so it was, it was um, a nice holiday break. And then we, we're recording this about two
1: weeks into January. Yeah, what's the date today? It is the, the 11th. 11th. Yeah, I know this because I have my brand new Simpsons calendar that I got from Santa Claus on my desk here, or uh, on the wall next to the desk. Yeah. Santa.
2: yeah, so the, 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 the days leading up to this have just been quite chill. I mean, today I was back at my nine-to-five-ish job. Uh, as well as my real job of recording a four-finger discount. And, yeah, it's been good times. Good times, great classic hits. Dando, how about yourself?
1: <laughs> yeah, Christmas was actually much better this year in the sense that, A, Elliot understood the concept of Christmas, so it meant that I could have more fun because he sort of he thought Santa was coming, so he left out the cookies and the carrots for the reindeer Ooh. and that kind of stuff. And so that was cool. Um, but it was just because we had it at our house. So we had 20 people at our house, which sounds hectic, but it just meant that we got to... Celebrate Christmas better because the last couple of years we had to come home early because it was kids' bedtime and stuff like that. We're here, we just you know put the kids to bed, just carried on having Christmas, and it was just Christmas can be. I'm known for being Macaulay Culkin in Home Alone when he says, "There's so many people in this house that makes me sick." Right? (laughs) (laughs) So usually by about one o'clock, that's how I'm feeling on Christmas Day. There's so many people in this house that make me sick. This year, I just embraced. I think it's because I listened to White Wine in the Sun. In the morning of Christmas, okay, uh, and the Tim Minchin song, yeah, yes, 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 and there's a there's a line in there where it says something on the lines of, "These are the people that make you feel safe in this world," and I remember thinking, like these people, they're loud, no, they they get on your nerves sometimes, but they are the people that make you feel safe in this world, and I just, it was just a moment of just reflection of just, this is all that matters, oh, you know, all that outside noise, fuck it all, it doesn't matter, these are the people that matter, this is what matters, <laughs> it's noisy was, but it's mine. Yes, but it was a it was a really nice Christmas day. I really enjoyed it. Oh, fantastic! Did you get too much on New Year's? Or uh, we were we did a we built Lego, Nicola and I. <laughs> that's what our New Year's is like now. So New Year's we have two kids, so the kids were in bed by six, seven o'clock, and we watched some episodes of The Rookie, and then we built some Lego. <laughs> anyway, S- steer into that middle aged skid, my man. Yes, that's it. So. Break My Wife, Please. Uh, and you mentioned earlier in the episode that it was just kind of there. I have to agree. We have we touched on it at the start. It just felt a bit repetitive. We've mm. had this before. And it's, it's what I don't like about the, the modern-day versions of the Homer and Marge splitting up stories is that Homer doesn't seem to show any care. No. This was... The, the, it was very much a Band-Aid solution to a gaping wound. Yeah. But did they, but did they actually split up in this, or did they just- No, Marge, was- Homer, Marge is like, I hate you, Homer. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, she said she hates him. They go to cancelling and it's all fixed. That's right, yeah, because you plan yeah. a dinner. But it's just it was a similar kind of story where there's, there's, there's something that's- Homer's done something to piss off Marge, but usually he- I, I did read a review that mentioned that early days, early seasons, Homer was kind of along the lines of- He knew he was a goofball. He knew he didn't deserve Marge, Mm. but he would also do anything for her. Where now it almost feels like they're friends living together and she's just putting up with him, his shenanigans. Yeah, Homer is, it it seems like he's starting to take it for granted. Well, planning a dinner isn't enough to make up for
2: the fact that you've just been a shit person. Yeah, I mean, it's nice that the whole whole town or, you know, a whole lot of members of the town sort of came along and had the big banner, We Love You, Marge. It's like, but it's like, "Mm -hmm." is Marge doing stuff for all these people? I mean, she's really. I mean, we all love Marge, Heart of Gold and everything like that. But uh, Why why
1: was Mayor Quimby there?
2: (laughs) Why was Rainier Wolfcastle there? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's nice if you can get those people along to your party. By all means, do so. I mean, it's a very nice, it's a wonderful lifestyle ending. Um, But at the same time, maybe throughout this episode, you could have had, well, Marge is not just good to her family. She does nice things. You know, she was the listen lady listen lady yeah. so, so um I don't know I think that look anyone can be a Monday, mor- Monday morning quarterback and say you should have done it this way guys but you should have done it this way guys
1: I feel like you really want to review the episode in We Trust just so you can talk about the listen Lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to it you, one but, day.
2: Oh, Look, it's kind of appropriate that we're talking about this not so soon after Christmas because it's three weeks or something, three weeks and change or close to three weeks. It's 11 days. I uh, know, oh, because Christmas says a week. Yeah, three weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, over three weeks. But this felt like very much like Boxing Day lunch assembled, assembled from leftovers. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like... Eh, that's not a full episode. Uh, that gag didn't work in that episode, but we can throw it in here because it's not really going to matter. That just felt like some assembly may be required.
1: Yeah. It, it feels like season 14, it's almost like it's either a good solid story or, or it's an episode that has a couple of good moments. Yeah. Or it's you know put together out of uh, mismatched clown parts. <gasps> hey, my favorite. So what was your favorite moment from the episode? If you had one, Mr. Data. I
2: certainly did have some. Okay. Um, I'm I'm on record as usually not being a fan of Simpson's songs. Well, maybe not as big a fan of you as you are, Dan. I think you enjoy mm. them very much. But I the do, one yeah. in here about walking, I thought was actually pretty
1: neat. I quite liked it. The walking one? Yeah, what did you think of the last one as well? By with, by Mr. Jackson Brown? With Jackson Brown, yeah. I thought that a, was that a take on was it Rosary? Ro- Rosemary? What's the song? Rosie? Ro- Rosary? Rosalie? I think it's, it's Rosie's the song. Could well be. I'm not a, I'm not a huge
2: Jackson Brown aficionado, I mean, I like his running on empty and the pretender as much as anyone else. So, but it was a nice cameo, but he's got a lovely voice, Jackson Brown. Uh, So, yeah, I thought that was pretty good too. Honestly, I got the biggest laugh, much like Homer, out of uh, Editor and Chimp.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As soon as I saw that, I was like, Guy is totally going to have a trivia question about this or it's going to be his favorite moment. (laughs) (laughs) If you could have a pet monkey, you totally would, wouldn't you? I totally
2: would, but at the same time, I'm terrified. I think I've been on the record on the show about this, that, that... Particularly chimps don't fight fair. No, they <laughs> no, don't at all.
1: <laughs> My favourite moments. So, as crazy and ridiculous as it was, Homer having all those gadgets in his car. Right, <laughs> I just loved the sheer glee of check a car, check a car, let me Rocky check a car. <laughs> 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 because it just reminded me of when you're home by yourself. And I appreciate these moments even more so now when I've got no kids here and Nicola's out, or she's usually taking the kids out, mm-hmm. when you can just talk to yourself or sing a song or whatever and oh, no yeah. one's around and you're just having a great time.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Look, I have no doubt that I will eventually shack up with the lovely Louise, But uh, so I'm going to have to get all my talking to myself out of my system.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is going to be tough because I do it a lot. Like Larry Burns. Who am I talking to? <laughs> <laughs> and I also liked... Just purely from a from a funny perspective, just because it was so relatable, when Marge just screams, "Stop saying thing, things!" Yep. I was like, "Man, that is just my life right now." When the kids are going crazy, I'm like, "Stop talking! Yes, yeah, shut just, up! Everyone, st- just stop saying anything." <laughs> I wrote that down as well. Stop saying things. Yeah, yeah that's a it's great such line. a great line. It's so good.
0: <laughs> Next question: You there, eating the paste?
1: Trivia four: Break my wife, please. You kick off, Mister Davis. I shall. Okay, mm-hmm. what was the tagline at the aquarium? Oh, that was dead fish are skimmed daily. Correct. Correct. All right. My first question is, how fast can comic book guys cargo?
2: <laughs> you can only drive 38.
1: Correct, 38 miles per hour, which is how many kilometres? Well, that's a good question. Because 55 is 100k, right? It's one6 K's to a mile.
2: Oh, God. Well, that's maths. Hang on. So, close to <laughs> close to double and then take a little bit off. Yeah. So, so 38 is what 72?
1: We'll so about 70, 70, 70, 70, 70 75. yeah. So it'd be between yeah. 70 and 75, right? 60.
2: Or it what would be more? Two
1: of this is, this, is, this is what we have the podcast, guys. We're not good. We're not mathematicians. <laughs> that's correct.
2: Yeah. Seventy six. So uh, around, yeah, um, thirty eight would be eh, about seventy something kilometers.
1: I'm going to Google Great. it right now. So what are you? What are you, what are you locking in? Thirty eight miles into kilometers. What are you locking in?
2: I'm locking in
1: seventy two. That's sixty one. Apparently. What the what? I thought it was one point six kilometers to a mile. See, maybe I was going by was, that. Maybe it's one point six miles to a kilometer. I don't know. <laughs> sixty one case. <laughs> anyway, anyway your, your next question that, that's,
2: that's shit speed for a comic book guy's car that is uh, indeed yeah uh, what is the name of Lindsay Nagel's employer mm, nah. lost me this is a tough one Vericall Vericall Cellular so she just
1: pops up whenever they need her now doesn't she pretty much it's, yeah it's just think, like she, every uh, episode she's a different job oh hi I need it's like she's like the uh, the crutch for a story now isn't she
2: yeah she's like an upmarket gill
1: yeah, that's you know, true. She,
2: she's um, an upper-middle-class guild, sort of going from job to job. And don't think she's really climbing the corporate ladder, but, you know, she's keeping her head above
1: water. You you, you, you do you, Lindsay. What country would not let Homer and Steve Bishami in? Was it Turkmenistan? That is correct, yes. Mm.
2: I'm short one question because I, too, had the question about comic book guy's car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'll do another tagline question. What's the tagline at the marriage counsellor? Oh, I didn't say that. What was it?
1: <laughs> the one who's wrong pays. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> My final question is related to the counselling. What name does Homer give himself on his list? Uh, I want to say Captain Cool, but I think he gave him. I think he ranked himself up. I think it was Commander Cool, wasn't he? Commander Cool, Commander Cool. Well done. Yes, yeah. very well played. All right, there we go. Brackets me. <laughs> I think we did pretty good for the trivia for the first one for twenty twenty two. Clearly, we're
2: back on our A game.
1: We are. We needed that break and we're back. All right. So, after this short break, we'll be doing our review of Break My Wife, Please. So, stick around, guys. And also, going to be doing our Patreon prize draw. Whoa. Stick around. Yes, it is time for our shout-outs for our patrons here on Break My Wife, Please, kicking off with Jonathan Rossi, Steamed Ham Champion, Dylan Haggett, Zach Pruitt, Andrew Zer, Christopher Darby, Joel Yoland, Jordan molman Richie, Katie G., Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, Matt Thompson, George McMenemy, Keith Nedham, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Windebank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, and Groundscape. Maybe you're wondering, why do I read out those guys' names each and every week here on the show? That's because they are $20 patrons. $20 patron means you get your name read out on every single podcast we do. And also, if you just want your name read out at least once... It's going to be a $5 Patreon. That is going to Louise Crawford and James Bruce. Thank you so much, guys, for your support. Remember, if you're a fan of everything we do here at Four Finger Discount and you want to show some support and get access to a bunch of extra content, you can go to patreon.com slash fourfingerdiscount, where for as little as $1 per month, you can get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts, including our commentary of The Simpsons movie, classic Simpsons reviews, your reviews, commentaries, and much, much more, as well as early access to all the shows we do here on the Four Finger Discount Network, prize draws, the Facebook group, and much, much more. It's patreon.com slash Discount. But for now, sit back and enjoy our review of Break My Wife, Please. The original air date of Break My Wife, Please was May 11th, 2003. It was written by Tim Long, directed by Pete Michaels. Uh, and the couch gag was, the no-chalk gag, the couch gag was, The Couch is Replaced the cardboard cutout novelty backdrop, mm. the family sticks their heads in the holes as the photographer takes their picture. Was it I've never wrong done heads? that. Maybe, I'm not too sure. I think so. I, I, have you ever done that? I've never done those those photos ever where you put your head through and you've got a different body. If I have, it was a very, very long time ago and not that memorable. It just reminds me of Greece. the final song
2: of Greece. <laughs> oh, that's right, yeah. It's got like, the dog next to him. The I, dog thought, I thought you meant like the country. <laughs> so to, is that really a tourist attraction in Greece? I mean, yeah, you could go to the, um, the the Parthenon and shit, or you could just, you know, stick your head through one of these novelty things. <laughs> is the Parthenon in Greece? I'm I like don't know. Colosseum, I think,
1: maybe. Colosseum's in Greece. I've never been to Greece. That's one place I've never been to. Nor have I. Uh, and where, actually, where did you go to once that was all, all expenses paid in Europe? Was it Italy? Uh, yes. Italy, Oh, okay, yeah. Florence was uh, all expenses paid, but then I
2: did Rome on my own. On my Rome. Own okay. That was the one. Oh, God. That reminds me. The lovely Louise and I continuing our, um, <laughs> our New Year's resolution to watch less trash TV lasted maybe a week because we were scouting around on Amazon Prime and found a show called What Happens in Carvos, which is a. <laughs> oh, um- no,
1: you didn't. Oh, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I would have read that title and went, This is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> It was
2: so ill. It was, it
1: was like, a, like a UK show. Um, and basically... Uh, Nick, it, Nicholas told me stories of when she went to Kavos.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, she's been to Kavos. Yeah. <laughs> it, it looks like um, the English version of uh, schoolies going to Bali.
1: Yeah, it's basically what it is. Yeah, yeah
2: and oh, so wrong. You know, and explain this to me. People of any generation... What's with drinking piss?
1: Actual human
2: piss. <laughs> Actual human piss. It's happen- uh, it's happening more and more. I would have never done it back in the day. You looking at the wrong porn sites, dude. This <laughs> is mean, not even porn. <laughs> this is not a sexual thing. This is just apparently one of their things on what happens in carvos It's because the the staff at the various venues get into it as much as the tu- as the tourists do. And if a staff member at a place um, has sex with the same person more than three times, they have to take a shot of piss, like drink a shot of piss. But it's not even a shot; it's like half a pot. Lou and I are Did watching you- this, going, "This is terrible." Let's watch the next episode. <laughs> to So you're addicted, right? Yeah. Well, luckily it was only three episodes, uh, but Until the, next week. But but there was a second season.
1: <laughs> so what happens in Kavos? Okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's on it's on Amazon Prime. But then.
1: Do I want to visualise Nicola doing these things?
2: (laughs) Actually, no, you don't. You certainly don't. Um, But then (laughs) I was searching around online and I found they did sort of a sequel Mm. called What Happens at Sunny Beach or What Happens in Sunny Beach, which I think is in Bulgaria, and it's like a coastal resort as well. And one thing you see, and luckily they blur it out a bit, but some guy, like, puts a a firecracker up his ass, and you see him and, and it goes off. And you see him sort of lying on his stomach at the uh, the medical, clinic and go, "Oh, mate, oh, shouldn't have done that." And but is yes, probably probably correct, sir. It, yeah, his arsehole just looks like a landmine <laughs> exploded. <laughs> I mean, it's what? all it's all blurred out, so you don't see the actual arsehole, But I mean, it's blurred just enough. I was like, that just looks <laughs> terrible for this man's uh, re- back
1: passage. Let's let's not watch trash TV. Insert guy. completely. <laughs> Putting a bike cracker into his anus. <laughs> he got the dreaded rear admiral. <laughs> anyway, oh, sorry. Yes. So, I don't know. So How did we to get to-, to that? Oh, Greece. <laughs> <laughs> the, the birthplace of democracy. <laughs> the episode kicks off and they're at the aquarium and Marge is there to help out. Um, was, she, was, she, was she... I guess... she there see, for a reason? See, there's
2: your... There's your start. There's your, you know, Marge's helping out. It's what she does. So, I mean. Yeah,
1: true. Yeah, yeah. They,
2: I suppose they paid attention to that. It's like, oh, Marge is always helping. Good honor. Yep, but, that's true. you know, if they'd done a few more throughout the, I suppose she was helping a lot of people throughout this episode. I mean, you know, Lenny and Carl were in the back of the car. Milhouse was in the back of the car at some stage. But if she was doing stuff other than chauffeuring, I just think it would
1: have helped this Made episode sense, yeah. thematically. Yep, true. Yeah. Uh, she takes the "kick me harder" sign off of uh, Skinner's back. <laughs> I did like. I did think I was being kicked a bit harder than usual. Bart then sees the. I uh, oh no, they ask what the favorite sharks are. Bart says tiger shark. Millhouse says nurse shark, and the bullies <laughs> beat him up. Then we get a really angry tour guide. Have you ever had a tour guide like this who you can just tell hates their job? I feel like whenever I go on a job, or whenever I go on a tour somewhere, the tour guide always just loves their job, or they do a mm. good job of making it seem like they love their job. Yeah.
2: Not tour guide is that, but uh, I do recall, and I I recall when I went one of the first times I went to LA that I I quickly discovered there was two types of people. There were people mm. who think they're about to make it, so they're like, and you know, they're working the service industry. In fact, one of the girls who served me dinner one night, uh, we got to talking to her because we were all a bit drunk, and like a year or so later, it's like, hey, on True Blood, that's my waitress. <laughs> um, oh, so really? that so that was good. And then you got people who haven't made it and realize that this is what they're going to do. And I had some guy behind the camera was like, "Welcome to the hotel. Your room's up there. Fine. It's it's probably the same guy that Russell Crowe threw the phone at. <laughs> it's like uh, whatever. At which point Russell just have a phone. <laughs> have, a, have a phone." <laughs>
1: So he explains that all the um, oil spills are threatening the Gulf, and we get the rich Texan here trying to justify it. This is just like a nothing gag; it doesn't really go anywhere. It's just no. Like, okay, cool. Lisa then leaves the video room, and she sees the penguins flying around, which was—it's—it's it's kind of it reminded me of when Homer was like, you know, when they had the wedding cake in the freezer. And Homer was like, wouldn't it be amazing if they had tiny little <laughs> parties when we went around? And then he closed the door, and I was like, gotcha. Oh, <laughs> didn't. It didn't. This reminded me like. I wonder if there are animals out there that are just taking us for fools. (laughs) Like the penguins. (laughs) It's lucky they don't know we're
2: delicious. Yes. (laughs) Keep up the cute act.
1: If (laughs) If a penguin was delicious, would you eat one? Quite possibly. Um... I'm trying <laughs> to keep up the QDAT. That's great.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I linked to this on Twitter the other day. It's a video that's gone around forever, but there's it got this – is it a flock of penguins? I'm not sure.
1: We'll go We'll go with it, yeah. Yeah,
2: but there's a whole bunch of them, and they're on some ice flow, but thanks to global warming, there's a big split in it, and there's, it's splitting along, and you see that one penguin is separated, and he's like going along as quick as he can. And he just as it splits, and he's almost going to be separated from the group. He just flops over just in time. <laughs> it's like, oh in my the god! Jones this is style. yeah. I I, I uh, retweeted on Twitter and called it happy happy feet Furry, happy feet Fury Road. <laughs> <laughs> I had to say this got got like twenty likes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, um, I don't know if I need oh. Do you just crawl the internet during the day and just find random fucking videos? <laughs> <laughs> I, look, I, I follow some
2: smart people, who, okay. some smart tasteful people who occasionally throw that shit up. And then I will steal it and claim it as my own.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you, go, there you go. But yeah, so Lisa sees the penguins and they're trying to keep the cute act up. So she closes the door once again. Then the fish are mm-hmm. on the storage room whilst they remodel the tank. This next scene here, they reminded me very, almost like of the Tracy Ullman shorts version of Bart. Where it's the clam opening up, look mm. at the pearls, and it's just Bart's ass. That to me just felt like classic Rebel Bart.
2: I liked that bit a lot. I thought it was a pretty neat prank by Bart, and um, I didn't yeah, trying to be too
1: clever. It was just simple, old school Simpson style. Yeah, yeah. And I did like the visual of the the hammerhead shark hitting him <laughs> on the head <laughs> like a hammer. <laughs> that was good. Uh, so, but he's been beaten up by the fish in the tank. So, Hibbert says, you know, don't worry. What, what does he say? I know he points it the chart, but he basically says, you'll be fine. You've got a visual of, of Ralph. He's eating the, the fugu fish, I think. Yeah, He's got the um, head stuck in a whale, the squid, giant squid eating the school bus. <laughs> yep, the great line of, you'll be up and underachieving in no, no time. time. But he says, as long as you've got your insurance card, I can uh, I can sort you out. Marge uh, Homer has the insurance card, so he handcuffs him to the radiator. So, it sounds to me, we won't go into it, but it sounds to me like the health system in the US ain't great. Not really, no. No, and... Uh, I don't think we realise how lucky we are here in Australia.
2: Oh, look, if they ever came after Medicare, that would be the thing that would actually... You ever seen that uh, that meme of, like, um, I'm British, I'm holding a sign, things must be bad?
1: No, I haven't seen that, no. <laughs> it's
2: some kind of protest. It's like, I'm English, I'm holding a sign, things must be bad. That would be me <laughs> if, you know, if they was like... <laughs> if they ever take away Medicare and, like, hey, guess what, your health insurance is based on your job now. It's like... Oh, I'm No, that sucks. No. Mm, Not good at all. No. No, Thank you. Yeah, be like a civilised country and, you know, you pay your taxes, you pay it all into a big pool and everybody gets looked after. It's a civilised society, people. I mean, all due respect to our American friends, but uh, yeah, fuck your health
1: system. It sucks. Our government's too busy trying to lock Djokovic out of the country anyway. Well, that's (laughs) true.
0: (laughs) Well, it's 11am on a work day, so he must be at that stupid bar. Is my husband there? I don't think he's here. Uh, Hang on, let me check. Nope. What you wearing?
1: Homer then finally arrives and he explains, oh, I actually did really like this. This is the editor and Chimp. So he went to the (laughs) video store. I've got here... Remember when you used to go to the video store and watch the ads on the TVs? Oh, God, yeah. Like, that's how you knew what you were going to watch. You couldn't just look it up and look at Google reviews. You had to watch... and They'd, like, they'd be on like a, a loop. So if you missed it, you have to wait for all the other ones to play so you can get back to the one that you wanted to see. <laughs> I didn't just do it at the video store. They used to have it uh, at some cinemas in Melbourne.
2: Actually, yeah, they had it okay. in Geelong as well for a little while at the Village Twin before it became mm-hmm. the Village Multiplex. They'd have this... Uh, wall of TVs, maybe you know, like eight TVs or so. Okay, but they'd be playing like maybe ten to twelve trailers on a loop. Mm. Uh, it was great I, when when I was a young kid. I used to you know, I'd go to Melbourne and do other things, but you know, usually I'd grab some macca's, sneak up to the Hoyts Mid City because they had chairs next to the uh, to the next the screen, to the, to yeah. the TVs, mm. and just sit there for like half an hour, three quarters of an hour, just like oh, new trailer for Alien Three. <laughs> mm.
1: <laughs> it was rad. Describe what you were most fascinated with when you went to the movies as a kid. I used to love... First of all, it was the smell when you walked in. Oh. But I used to love seeing the posters on the wall. Oh, yeah. I was always fascinated by the movie posters. What about you? What, what was it that you remember fondly about when you first walked into the cinema as a kid? What was it that you are just like, yeah, this is, this is my place? Oh, yeah, the posters were fantastic, but... Uh and I was always a sucker for uh,
2: coming attractions. Even the ads went yep. went went that bad. They sort of had a bit of novelty to them. It's like, oh, I didn't see that ad on TV. <laughs> uh, but just the feeling that you were being – you were, it was like going back to the womb in a mm-hmm. way. You know, you're in this darkened space. Things are getting darker, but it's also kind of comfortable and cosy and relaxing. Smells uh, nice. Smells nice. The smell of popcorn and sweets in the air. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was always just a bit of a treat, wasn't it? I mean, you're – you know you you're seeing something that you haven't seen before that's you're true you're yeah. probably grabbing some nice snacks from the uh from the concession stand or whatever it's it's the whole experience was just marvelous wasn't it
1: how often do you go back to the movies I mean, oh you know, not at the moment how, not how, for how a often, while not for a while but, but I, mean, was gonna, I was going to say but how often have you gone back to see the same movie at the cinema
2: oh gosh in recent years not much yeah i'm trying to think if i've actually done it sometime
1: in the last 10 years my theory is, if I go to the movies and watch it, and you know and I enjoy, it and I want to watch it again. I can justify myself downloading because I'm like, well, I've already paid my money to watch it. Yeah, that's a good point. That's what I do. But <laughs> I think I went and saw the Simpsons movie twice, mm-hmm. and I can't remember ever doing it for any other movie. I just don't think it's just what people do. Like, or am I just the minority? I don't think it happens so much these days. I mean, going way back in the time, back to my, well, when it was the only way to see something. I yeah.
2: yeah, I mean, I'm sure I sit in my mates. Want to go see Star Wars again?
1: Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't want to make you feel old or seem old, but no, was no. home video a thing when you were growing up, or was that no, not- no. Okay. no, not yeah. till I was about ten. All right, and I remember Dad
2: brought home this big boxy VCR. I mean, so fucking cool. Oh God, yeah, and I think he actually brought home like a copy of Star Wars from the video shop. I'm like, oh my God, Dad.
1: It's in my house. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so yeah, um, I would have been about ten or so when yeah. uh, when we first got our first
1: VCR. But it's just, just this scene with Homer in the video store just brought back fond memories of oh, sitting there and yeah. just watching watching the tr- This would be a, a, tr- a commercial in the Australian stores, and I think it was to talk talk about like the rating system <sighs> with a family all sitting on the couch and like there was a. You used to have the Asta La vista, baby, mm-hmm. and that was always part of the ad. And like they'd be covering their eyes when it was too scary for the kids. And there's a romantic yeah, one. And then the eventually,
2: like, then eventually it's just oh yeah, the whoa, what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, get yeah. Just, yeah,
1: but yeah, when it's an R-rated movie, eventually it's just the couple on the screen on the on the couch. Because I got the old VCR out the other day. I was in the garage, I was cleaning it up, and I put in an old tape, uh, the Transformers movie that I never took back to the video store, <laughs> and I ha- and I had that. Remember that trailer used to say, "Have you got what you pay for?" Have you ever hired a movie that wasn't quite right? The best of those though was, and yeah, would you steal a handbag?
2: You wouldn't steal a handbag. It's Like, don't tell me what I wouldn't do, motherfucker. I'm still a all over town. I'm definitely stealing your movie.
1: It used to be so thrilling when you see that ad on a burnt DVD. We are noticeably not talking about Break My Wife, please. No, we are not. So let's get back to it. So he's he's (laughs) watching Editor and Chimp and Buttercup of Water. And he's laughing, crying, laughing, crying. I just thought it was really good. I did did like that moment. I didn't like Buttercups of Water. That's full talk. (laughs) Marge says he needs to get a cell phone so that she can get in contact with him much easier. And this is where Lindsay Nagel pops out. And she says, you know, she comes out of the morgue of all places. Yeah.
2: it's, It's hilarious, though, that, I mean, this is what, a 2003 episode, you said?
1: This was 2003, yeah. Yeah, really. yeah.
2: How mobile things, mobile phones, were really just the thing back then.
1: It's like you've got to have a mobile phone, and now they're yeah. just now they're just phones. Do you still do you still call it your mobile? If I'm asking for a number, I say what's your mobile? Yeah, yeah. If I'm asking for, I never say what's your number. I usually say what's your what's your mobile? Yeah, yeah. But, but if I say get, get your phone, yeah, it's always just phone. Yeah, because who's got a landline anymore? Well, the only person I know I've mentioned this on the podcast, the only person I know who has a landline is my uncle Ned, mm-hmm. who has the old school where you like? Oh yeah, <laughs> wound it up. Is he charging admission for kids to use it?
2: Welcome to the museum of civilization.
1: <laughs> but um, but yeah. Anyway, so she, she gets the uh, he gets the cell phone from Lindsay Nagel. Um, and he he wants the phone that plays the Mexican dance. <laughs> it was like that though back in the day. Remember when you had to um have to get polyphonic ringtones? Oh yeah. And you could like manually make your own one. Good times. <laughs> oh god! Or, or there were just so many ads for like. Get the crazy frog
2: ringtone. Ding, ding, oh, ding, ding, ding. Fuck,
1: the crazy frog. That's something I haven't thought about in a long time. we. Mm. Homer's talking whilst driving. He's called up Barney. Barney says, you need to get hands free. <laughs> what do you think of the Black Power scene? I was like, this was fucking random. What's the point of that? <laughs> I, was, I was like, let's just get four random African-American characters in the car together who would never be hanging out together. No. Just so we can have Homer say Black Power. I was like, I don't understand. He goes to buy a headset, but unfortunately, when he goes to buy the headset, Homer being Homer, he gets sucked into buying all the other gadgets. He got upsold. He did. I've been upsold before. We've all been upsold before. We certainly have. Yeah, you can't say no to the, to the salesman. <laughs> he might not like you anymore. Well, true. You know, they might sell you a dud. They might sell you dud stuff. I remember, have you ever walked out of a store and gone, I just got suckered?
2: <laughs> I, I have. Th- I think I have. I can't remember yeah.
1: exactly when, but I'm sure that there have been
2: occasions where it's like, I don't think I came out good in no. that in that deal. I'll tell you what I was. I was so frustrated yesterday. I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Listeners will know about the e-bike that I purchased. Mm-hmm. The battery that makes the e-bike go fast now um, is a bit of a dud. It's not working. So right now I've just got a bike, which is good. I mean, I need it to go. Well, right. so it doesn't go by itself. No, there's
1: no e. What? To, well, there's no e to it.
2: No. Oh, that sucks. And I've been following the instructions about the battery. I mean, it's like, you've got to charge it after every use or, you know, your ion cells will go dead or whatever. I'm like, eh, what the fuck? So, and <laughs> which I've been doing. I mean, I've been following all the instructions and the guys who sold to me aren't back on deck until like the 16th. But I've already fired off an email, but I'm going to be calling them and saying, oh,
1: you know, it's serious when you're fired it off.
2: <laughs> I did, fired off an email. <laughs> uh, uh, but, you know, like looking on their side, a
1: replacement battery is something like 600 bucks. And I'm like, well, so, so this is the battery that it came with. Yes. Well, surely it's got a warranty, right? I yeah, believe so. So yeah. hopefully you get a replacement. Otherwise the patrons would go there and I'll start knocking on some doors. That's right. But anyway, so yeah, but that was me yesterday going, I think I got suck it. Wow So Homer's got all the different gadgets in his car, so he can check a can and he's cooking, and then he drives into the water, tries to send the SOS with the fax machine. Transmit? <laughs> Transmit? Come back from commercial. He gets rescued by the Navy rejects, as he (laughs) calls them. HK, the Coast Guard. Yes. And then we get Judge Constance Harm, thankfully for only a short little scene. She (laughs) removes Homer's license. The dogs eat them, and she says to burn the poop. Homer is an annoyed, uh, you know, I can't drive to work. can't drive to the store. I certainly can't drive to the store at work. So Marge says she'll have to do all the driving chores. Don't worry, I'll, I'll do. I'll do what a, she says. I'll do what a good wife does. I'll pick up the slack. And I was like, that kind of defines the Marge character now. It's just picking up the slack everywhere, it, isn't it? It does. But luckily, that led into a good line about uh, we've got to go to the dry cleaner and pick up my slacks. I know. I heard that. And I was like, guys, are gonna love this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I'll have to do all your driving chores. That's what a good wife does: picks up the slack. That reminds me. We gotta pick up my slacks at that dry cleaner in Shelbyville. Why can't you use a local dry cleaner? Uh, I didn't want them to know my size. <laughs> have you
2: have you ever done that? Like gone to a, gone to a place because, say you've got like a regular fast food joint. Yeah, and it's like I can't go
1: there again because they'll know that I'm just eating too much Maccas or something. So I'm, I'm going to go to, to do- think of. I, there have been instances where I haven't returned to the same place. Can't remember what it was for. I'll have a think about it during this podcast, and I will come back to you because there definitely are places where I'm just like, I can never return here. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> I know what it was. Elliot had part- just spilt water all over the front of my pants as I was picking up this pizza one time. Oh, and it, it, it just it flat just looked like I pissed my pants. <laughs> and no matter what I'd said, they would like I can tell if no, I explained to him, that oh, no, it was his water bottle. They had that look in their face They're like, at- sure, <laughs> sure, buddy.
2: Hey, do you want a <laughs> pizza? <laughs> Like, yeah, fuck you guys.
1: <laughs> I was just like, I could never come back here ever again. <laughs> that was one instance, but anyway. So yeah, so he's, oh, so she's picked up the the guys from from the strip club, and they want ice cream. And says, we'll see. Oh, that always means no. That's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. it's true. When I'm asking Nicola, Are you doing it? We'll see. <laughs> nope, we're not doing it. <laughs> Homer is waiting for. Uh, he's waiting. Is he waiting for Mo? Oh, he's waiting to go to Moe's. That's yeah. right. Homer's waiting to go to Moe's and he's very eager to get there. So, at least it suggests you take the public transport. This next line, I was like, What? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah. I don't, it doesn't, it's sort of funny. It doesn't make any sense. No. <laughs> we just had an episode where Homer became more open to the idea of the homosexual community and he's saying it's for jerks and lesbians. I'm like, uh, No. I don't think that ever, I don't think that would have worked in 1990 as opposed to 2003. Just, I don't think not, it would have worked in 1950. No, it's not a, not a good line. Uh, so he says he'll go for a walk. Stupid walking,
0: thighs chafing horribly, no drink holder. I miss my car so much. Everyone's driving but me. I can't drive 55, because it only goes 38. I let go of the parking brake. Rafi, if you stop the car, I'll let you play with my gun.
1: But Homer just can't believe it, you know, I've actually walked all the way to Moe's. And we get got a gag here. They've used something similar before in the past when it was the Stonecutters episode. Okay. Where Homer goes to the back of the car park at work and it was at the front or at the back of the, of the Simpsons house. Do you remember that? Only vaguely.
2: But yeah, I was about, I was about to ask if we ever seen how close Moe's is to home or have we ever well, it's not, have we it's had not had
1: three. it's not three shops up from Moe's. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not on the same street. But it was just, I've seen some people say they they hate this because it's so cheap, but, I feel like this is the kind of thing that Conan O'Brien would have written into the show. Like He, he was he was all up for this kind of wackiness, so it worked for me. But it's time for the drunkening. Moe tries to get him in, but Homer says, Nope, walking is my new beer. So then Moe also considers going to barber college. Oh, we get the, who am I talking to? <laughs> Homer then says walking makes him feel healthier, which it does. It is, it, honestly, if you want to exercise, you don't have to go for a run no you can just go for a brisk walk and it, it's great it's good for you physically
2: it's good for you mentally to quote mentally out, especially, to quote, yep. to, to quote uh, the Latin salvavatore ambulando which means it is solved by walking oh well,
1: there you go learn something new every day so if you go for a walk right don't take your phone or if you do take your phone turn it off and put it in your pocket or put it on mute yes go or, out and you'll, you or use never... it for music or something that's true yeah yeah don't don't sit there and look at your phone because you see so I go for a walk around here and you see all these people just walking around looking at their phones. And I'm yeah. like, you're missing the world. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, you don't even realise how much you miss just because we're just so fixated on our phones these days. Old Dando coming out. <laughs> but, uh, you know, he making him healthier. So Lisa asks for some syrup. Normally I'd have driven to the syrup. <laughs> Margin arrives and she's panicking because the dentist was supposed to be there five minutes ago. So she tries to ram all the food down their throat. You know, I did like shop. the funnel with the pancake and the cereal. Yeah. Seemed pretty efficient. That's
2: Marge. Top notch, Marge.
0: We don't have time for choking! Calm down, Stressorella. I'm stressed because now that you've lost your license, I'm a full-time family chauffeur. Now, now, honey, we all appreciate what you do, but real chauffeurs have uniforms and licenses. You could get in a lot of trouble with the livery (laughs) commission. To hell with the livery commission!
2: Arch, you don't know what you're
1: saying. What's the livery commission? Who are they? I, I guess they're the commission that oversees chauffeurs. I guess so, yeah, and Marsh says to hell with the livery commission. So <laughs> clearly the cracks are starting to form here. She's she's at breaking point. point. Mm. Which is completely understandable. I love when she says that to hell with the livery commission. You don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Homer then walks to work. He's on his way. He sees the traffic jam and Edna and Skinner are in there. Like Skinner. You've got a catch there with Edna. What are you doing, buddy? Oh no! She wants to get down and dirty in the in the traffic jam. You get down and dirty with Edna. <laughs> <laughs> you don't do a teacher evaluation test. Oh, you've, you've got this big crush on Edna Kay, and it's understandable, Dando. Yeah, I've got kids now. I'm into milfs, but well, she's she doesn't got kids. <laughs> oh, I'm into older women
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> it's that's it's, it's this it's the sad stage of your life when the uh, performance in milf scenes
1: are now age appropriate. <laughs> I like Homer's description of the cars as metal coffins. I've never heard that before, but it's a great description. They really are. People who have to commute, it's basically like the coffin. It's your metal coffin. You, it kind of spend- is. I've heard yeah. it a few times. It's usually by sort of angry stand-up comedians
2: or okay. or, or usually old hippies in the 60s who are like, look at all those 9 to favors on the highway in the metal coffins, man. <whistles> Psst. Bishop to Queen 4.
0: We're playing dominoes. I said bishop to queen four. All right, all right, Jeff. Yeah. Simpson, you're a menace. Oh, George, leave the boy be. Martha, I want a divorce. Oh, George, you've made me so happy.
1: Homer's first—he's the first one to arrive at work. Mr. Burns is waiting now. He gives him, gives him a ticket to the 1939 World's Fair. He then tries to walk himself, and his legs break, and tries to drag himself to the hospital. I was just like Yeah, they've pretty much killed the Burns character, haven't they? Hmm. He, he used to be this terrifying you know, overseer of everybody. Yeah. You know, he he ran the city. He was it wasn't he wasn't strong, but it was it was his power that was strong. Yes. And now he's just this old man who just can't do anything. He's become a grandpa Simpsonist. Yeah. Sad. Yeah. You you're not
2: making use of the weird comic juxtaposition of
1: unlimited power and physical frailty. So Bart and Milhouse have missed the bus and Marge has to drive them to school. They missed the bus because they were they touched girls, I think, and they have to wash the cooties off. I thought they touched hands, like they touched each other. I did like um the Peruvian fighting fogs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Got the great music. Um they're gonna fight forever. And the kids, um the kids are all fighting at home. Marge is sitting there and clearly just she's had enough and she screams and stop saying things and I just <laughs> thought, yeah. If I ever related to a line more than that? I don't think so. I just don't think it exists. Stop saying things. Very relatable. She Homer suggests they go for a family walk, but she can't because she has to take Grandpa somewhere, I believe. Mm. And then Homer... I like Homer's new walking suit. Did you see his walking suit? I didn't, actually. It's oh, like hang on. Suit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's just gone all about it. And we get the the song that you mentioned at the start of the podcast with Steve Buscemi. Kind of a waste of Steve Buscemi. A little bit. I thought, is it just going to be that one line? Oh, no, he gets another line. But... um. Yeah, at the
2: same time, this is
1: Steve Buscemi you're talking about here. Yeah, he comes back in a later episode, but if you're getting a Steve Buscemi, he he should be part of joining, in fact, Tony's crew, right? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome.
2: (laughs) You
0: see, I like to walk down the avenue, bust a move with disco stew. You shake me from my boots to my fro. Yes, I strut. Down the boulevard, burning off by excess lard I rarely feel the need to water dough Top of the morning, ladies! Bite us! I can walk from Springfield to Alaska Then hobnob with the stars in Malibu Hi, Homer. I'm actor Steve Buscemi. The guy who got fed into the wood chipper in Fargo? And when I hear, you can't walk to Turkmenistan, I say, of course I can. Screw you. Hey, would you guys like tickets to the Independent Film Awards? Would we? Oh, I love to perambulate it. Standing still, I really hate. So let me please reiterate, I love to. <laughs> oh! My feet are inside me.
1: Um, we come back from commercial. We learn he's got a shattered pelvis, and Marge explains how I don't understand. I, I wanted to stop, but I just accelerated. And then she spills the soup on Homer as well. And she kicks out his walking cane in a few moments. And it's <laughs> got to the point where Homer's realized, wait a minute, you know, you, you're trying to kill me. And she, she's subconsciously trying to hurt him. And she's like, I, I don't like you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I got here. This episode's getting dark, man. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Homer's showing no remorse or no care for Marge. It's Mm. woe is him. I understand he got hit by a car, but you've been a dick. Yeah. (laughs) And with something this kind of grim
2: or this kind of important to the Simpson marriage, I don't know. I think you'd want to devote the whole episode to it in a proper way. Yeah, not just the final act. Yeah, yeah. Not just make it a, a third act kind of twist or something. Or, you know, end of second act kind of developments. like, no, you have to have this brewing all through the whole episode,
1: which they do to some degree, but not very well. Because I, I forgot what how this episode ended. And when Homer started enjoying walking, I thought, oh, this could be fun. Because yeah. you could have him, possibly he comes across a place that he's never discovered before because he's never mm. walked, or he joins a, a marathon or something, like a walking marathon, or, you know, just yeah. something... Fun, yeah. And then they had to go back to the old margin. Homer are having trouble with their marriage again. Yeah, like oh, I said, man. assembled out of just various bits and pieces, grabbed from various places. So Mar suggests they go to a counsellor, and they're there. So then we have got a Apu and Manjula. She's um she's thanked him. Oh, not thanked him. She's um what's the word I'm thinking of here? Punched him, forgiven him. Oh, she's yeah, yeah, she's forgiven him, forgiven him yeah. but still punches him in the stomach. Even though, well, you know, it's an upgrade
2: or a a, a diminishment from being elbowed in the mouth.
1: Yes, exactly right. Or was it in the groin? Well, I think he was showing off all his broken teeth, wasn't he? Ah, that's true. Yes, he had missing teeth. You're right. Yes.
0: I've been married to my husband for ten years, and part of me wants to kill him. Perhaps you feel that your husband sees you as less of a partner and more of a doormat. Nothing could be further from the... You could be onto something there, Doc. (laughs) Well, oh. Sorry, I got a lot on my mind. That's okay. Take your time. All right, before you came in, I asked you each to make a list of the people that are most important to you. Homer, you first. There's Homer, Homer J. Simpson, and Commander Cool, a.k.a. me. That's us in a nutshell. I care so much about you, Homer, but I'm not even on your list. Excuse me.
2: I don't know who was doing the um, who was doing the counselor's voices. It, it was Hank Azaria.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. I yeah, it. it's really good. How like we're season fourteen, and he still created this voice that feels original. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I liked it, but I like the uh, when he looked at Homer and he saw money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the counselors people who are counselor psychiatrists, must be able to like walk down the street and go, "I can make money off you. I can make money ka-ching, off you." I can, do, do you think they can just look at people and just tell? Like, they must be able to. Right? <laughs> there, there must be signs. Must be like little things that people do to make them seem obvious that they're good pigeons, good patsies. Yeah. Have you ever been to a psychologist? I've never yeah. been to one actually.
2: Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, Probably yeah. should. I think it, look, I, I think it's something that has become more and more mainstreamed, accepted. Yeah, particularly among men in uh, in certainly in the in the twenty first century. Hmm. I was talking about this with uh, with Lou the other day, and one of the best things that's happened is. You'll get blokey blokes sort of justifying it or using the or using the metaphor of like, well, when your car breaks down, you take to a mechanic. And when your leg breaks, you go see the doctor. And if your head's not right, you go see a shrink. Positioned in a, in a way that you've got a problem that needs to be solved or it's something that needs to be attended to as opposed to a weakness
1: or something. Yeah, there's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with asking for help.
2: No, I mean, I've never, I've never gone on a ongoing basis, but about 10 years or so ago... Yeah, it's been a bit of a rough patch. And, mm. um, yeah, a friend of mine said, I think you'd need to see someone. I'm like, okay. And she, and she recommended a good guy. And I saw, it, we were talking about, you know, the Australian healthcare system before. If you get a referral, you can, you know, get like a 10, <laughs> like, like a 10 season, uh, a 10, uh, what do you call it, match session. pass or something. 10 session pass yeah. Where, with a lower uh, per, per uh, session rate. And yeah, by the time by the time my 10 sessions are up, i like, I've got a lot out of my system here. I've gained some tools to sort of understand where I'm coming from and why I was feeling as bad as I was. Feeling a lot better. Yeah, look, I highly recommend therapy for, honestly, even if you don't, even if you don't have something that's major impinging on your life, if you think you've just got a slight sense of dissatisfaction, um, it can help just talking over with
1: someone and talking up with someone who's a professional. i just talking about it with you. Well, okay. (laughs) No, but seriously, though, yeah, I I think I will be. It's just, life just seems stressful and tough at the moment. And I know I've got it much better than a lot of other people, but it's just a lot happening. There really is. I say to you, as I say to myself, I say to
2: everyone out there, I mean, find someone you can talk to, whether it's a a sensitive friend, someone you can trust, someone you feel is not going to judge you or anything like that. Um, But if you feel it runs deeper, then by men's... Yeah, track down a professional, although that's pretty hard because, I mean, I think everyone's feeling the same way Yeah, and and our professionals are kind of booked solid at the moment. But don't feel any any shame or, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Hesitation about doing so. No, it's, it's a perfectly uh, rational thing to do. In fact, a very rational thing to do.
1: Everybody should probably do it at, at some point in their life. And oh, God, yeah. <laughs> you, won't, you won't understand how much better you have f- I've had so many people tell me, I didn't think I was gonna enjoy it. I didn't think I was gonna get much out of it, and I did it. And like, even after one session, they're just like, I can't believe how much better I feel. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just had so much shit I had to talk about. I didn't realize it was there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the counselor here asks Homer and Marge to list the most important people in their lives, and Homer, being the horrible husband that he is, doesn't list anybody but himself on here. Yeah. And that's the problem. They don't make Homer likable until the very end. It's like, how many times do you have to make this guy, this character, be a dick, be a dick, be a dick? Be a dick? Oh, we mm. did one nice thing. Let's forgive him. Yeah, it's like, oh, come on, guys.
0: <laughs> we gotta help her. If Marge isn't happy, I'm not happy. And if I'm not happy, Moe is very happy. But for once, this isn't about Moe. What should I do, Dr. Hot Dog? All right, I have an answer. You must perform for her one completely unselfish gesture. You mean, like, give her full custody of the kids? Yeah, full custody. That's exactly what I... You're an idiot. Oh. Got to knock her off her feet with something utterly romantic, something that says I care about you. I see. Do you have any suggestions? I do, but the hour's over. Here's a dollar. Romantic dinner. Gotta go.
1: So we're now at Moe's, and Lisa, Bart, and Homer are trying to organise what what can they do for Marge? And Lisa explains Marge's favourite food. Can you remember what it was? She likes peach crumble. And what what's the, what's the meal? That's dessert. Oh, I've forgotten the mail. Julianne Potatoes. Oh, that's right. She just thinks they're neat. Yeah. <laughs> nice little throwback there. But yeah.
2: By the way, fun fact, Oscar-nominated uh, actress Julianne Moore. Her actual name was Julianne Potatoes, but she changed it to Julianne Moore. Get the fuck
1: out. Are you being serious? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true at all. <laughs> I believed you, man. I trusted you. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so a Mo comes over and says, you know, what's going on? Can I help out? Everyone says they're going to chip in and help. This is the um, where the Carl's chef's kiss meme comes from. Yes, it is, yeah. Uh, so what, what's with Homer saying, you can just bring a bag of ice? Is it because he doesn't want Carl props? Uh, I think he like, thought it was, trying to be it was too fancy or something. Maybe, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, yeah, the, yeah, the kiss, yeah. it's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the top three gifts of all time, Simpsons-wise? Homer through the hedge. Homer backing into the hedge, absolutely. That, that's number one, I think. Yes.
2: Um, oh, golly.
1: An image I get used a lot is that at least you tried cake. At least tried is very big. <laughs> I've forgotten what episodes it's from and, oh,
2: God damn it, I had a bunch of guys on Twitter who would, or or maybe on Facebook, who would occasionally use this um, shot of Homer sort of looking sultry. He's in the kitchen mm. and he's sort of looking over like, mm. <laughs> um, and they'd do it any time, you know, like you were mentioning someone hot. Like, it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like oh, that's Julianne Potatoes, and then someone to go, yeah, and put up that picture from him going, mm. <laughs> i got to find it. It's great. Oh, actually, you know what's good for that is Millhouse's eyebrows. Yes. that's. A- <laughs> I don't think there are any Lisa ones or Bart ones.
1: I think they're generally sort of older characters. Well, there's the Millhouse one. There's, there's got to be a Lisa one, yeah. surely. But, yeah, the, 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 the Homer Through the Hedge is the number one for sure. Oh, God, It's got to be. That gets used <laughs> so often. So, uh, yeah, as I said, everyone says they're going to chip in and help. Margin arrives home, and everyone is in her backyard for the big party for Marge. Flanders, however, has mysteriously been caught out of town because <laughs> he receives a letter from Jesus to go to Montana. I did like
2: from Jesus brackets h Crust.
1: Yeah. <laughs> sea Captain then gives Marge a, a fish, but he feels underappreciated because all these men died, and she doesn't give a good enough response. Hmm. I kind of feel bad for the Sea Captain. Yeah. He seems like a really lovely
2: person. He does, you know, and he... Brings a, not just a fish, but a nicely-looking cooked and garnished fish mm. as well. Lost 12 men in the process. Yeah, I can understand why he'd be a little put out. 12 men.
1: 12 men. <laughs> Jackson Brown then arrives to serenade Marge with a song from his latest album. Just kidding. Boo. <laughs> yeah, One of his many classics So it's, it's Rosie is the song, but he changed it to Marjorie.
0: Here's one of my many classics That I fixed with new words. <laughs> You hooked up in high school, now you've come so far. Then you started to hate him and hit him with your car. So I threw you a fancy banquet, and now you can't stay mad. How about a makeup snuggle? It would be so rad. (sighs) I'm really touched by how much you care. I love you, too. So, uh, you don't want to kill me anymore? Only with kisses. <laughs> oh, don't be a wuss. When you turn out the light, I've got to hand it to me. It looks like it's me and you again tonight, Marjorie.
1: Homer then proposes a toast to Marge. Everyone's all satisfied and had a big meal and whatnot. So I, this is going to make me sound silly, I know, but I don't get the line of my control top panel is in shards.
2: Well, it's, is she wearing spanks, do you think? You know what, Spanx,
1: know what, Spanx, know what Spanx are, right? Like the, the pants that make you look slimmer. Yeah,
2: just control yeah. top underwear. It's like a girdle. Oh, is it called
1: control top? Is that what it's called? I don't, I don't wear it, so I wouldn't know what it's called. Okay, so it's in shards because she's so fat. That makes mm-hmm. sense now. Thank oh, because, you.
2: because she's just eaten so much it's like yes. pow.
1: Yeah, okay, there you go. Well, that makes sense now. Told you I'd sound silly, but I don't know what they're called.
2: There's
1: nothing silly about that. <laughs> Marge, then, thanks, everybody. And Homer says, you know, we cooked you clean. Just kidding. He's got the bus boys from France. Mm-hmm. No, he means America. And turns on the sprinklers and tells him what to get off his lawn. I would love to do that. Like, sometimes, you know when you get to a you have a party at your house, you get to the point where you're just like, I just want to go to bed. You're talking about this wonderful Christmas you had. <laughs> I think you got this
2: subconscious thing about, I really wanted to turn on the hose. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but have you ever had a party where you're just like, I just want to go to bed. Can everyone just like leave now? You, oh yeah, you, that was you that would, always like, got those stragglers at the end who just won't go home. <laughs> and you're like, you, you go put your PJs on, you start brushing your teeth, and they're just sitting there. You're like,
2: that's get the great, fuck out of my house.
1: There's a great um, old school Saturday Night
2: Live sketch back from the very early days with like Bill Murray and John Belushi- um, done like a 50s B movie called The Thing That Wouldn't Leave. And, you know, Belushi's the last guy at the party and he's like sitting on the couch and Bill Murray saying, i got to go to work tomorrow. My wife and I are very tired. <laughs> Belushi's going, Hey, it's a great movie on TV. I'm going to call some buddies. We'll watch it
1: over here. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly my life. Yes. <laughs> when, when I had friends, before I had kids. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's the end of the episode. Everyone gets, everyone bails from the backyard and that's it. And there, you, there, There you go. There you have it. Yeah, Brett, my wife, please. Not, a, not the best episode. Um, it wasn't terrible, but I feel like the rest of the episodes in season 14 on a, as a whole will be much better than this one. It's been a bit of a, mm. bit of a letdown, this one, I think. What do you bet you? Uh, as they say, they can't all be winners. No, they can't at all. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. It had its moments, but it just wasn't wasn't one I'm going to revisit any time soon, I think.
2: I can't imagine myself doing that. But hey, we've uh, revisited for this episode of Four Finger Discount, and uh, we did it so you don't have to. What did we learn, Palmer?
1: So what would you learn from the
2: episode, Mr. Davis? I must admit, when Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Sopranos, Fargo Star, Steve Buscemi show, uh, showed up, I was like, so
1: that's how you pronounce Buscemi? Is it Buscemi? I thought it was Buscemi. I think it's Buscemi. Buscemi? My yeah. whole life I've said Buscemi. For ages I was like Buscemi. Oh, really? Okay. Steve
2: Buscemi. I'm, B- I'm B- sure, B- sure B- people said Buscemi. Buscemi. <laughs> it's, it's one of those ones that like, how do you do this? I'm pretty mm. sure that the bus is bus, but the shimi, the shemi? Shimmy, shimmy? No, no. Oh, he well, i always
1: said Bashemi Well, I just learned that a trip around the world with Buscemi just looks like a whole lot of fun. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> which, which celebrity, if you had the chance to go on a worldwide trip with, which celebrity would you choose? I feel like you would go with Pitt, like modern-day Pitt.
2: Oh, yeah, actually, that would be good.
1: Because he's got some fucking stories. He can get you into wherever you want to go, even like DiCaprio. Whilst they're, like, grounded to an extent, you just feel like they'd be up for anything, though. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and they don't seem like they'd be... They don't. They don't come across like they've got... Uh, an attitude to them or like they feel like they would make you feel like you're beneath them, Hmm. especially DiCaprio. I I like to think that. Yeah, we'll leave it like that. Let's never meet them. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of DiCaprio, before we go, before we get into the new names and everything, have you seen Don't Look Up?
2: Yes. uh, The lovely Louise and I actually watched it on Christmas night. What would you think? I didn't mind it. Thought it went too long. Uh, A bit long and a bit sort of meandering and... Parts of it didn't work, but parts of it did really did. So, yeah, yeah. you've got a lot of people like, don't look out bloody like Yes, a lot of it was very blunt and obvious and all that kind of stuff, but sometimes you need to be blunt and obvious when you're dealing with a big issue like uh, the end of the world.
1: I was watching it going, so this is like modern-day idiocracy. Pretty much, yeah. But Jonah Jonah Hill was very funny. I didn't mind Jonah Hill. I thought Meryl Streep was not good. It
2: was not a good performance. No, it wasn't She's, great. Yeah, but uh, but I liked Capra. I liked uh, I liked uh, J Law. Good to see her back. I like Mark Rylance as the sort of Elon Musk Zuckerberg mm-hmm. kind of guy. Yeah, there was a lot of good stuff. In it. I'll tell you, I thought it was really good. And it was uh, Timothy Chalamet as the yeah. um, as the um, Scatterboy. I thought he did yeah. a really really good job. Yeah, he's very likable, wasn't he? Yeah, I, don't, I mean, I'm inclined to like Chalamet anyway. I think he's a, I
1: think he's a good. It's <laughs> me being old. I think he's a good kid. He'll go far. <laughs> <laughs>
0: From this day forward, your names will be...
1: It is time for the new names of Break My Wife, Please. The current leaderboard stands at this. I'm afraid it's going to be a hard time to try and catch up to Phil Hawkins, but uh, in third position, we have a tie between Steve Roberts and Luke McKay on 10, Talia and Enriquez on 19 in second position, and Phil Hawkins on a big 28 in first position. He may have taken out the title, but anyway, Mr. Davis, what what have they got for us this week? The new names challenge indeed. Oh,
2: you're right. I mean, look, it's it's Mr. Hawkins' game to lose at this stage, but that hasn't stopped uh, a fair few people coming in and giving us the good stuff, so to speak. Uh, we get an honourable mention this time around, and it's, uh, it's our friend Talia mm-hmm. Enriquez Talia. who gave us a uh, – not a bad one, but it didn't quite fit. But I, it's too good not to give a shout-out to Talia Enriquez's new name for this episode is – Max Power, Furiosa Road.
1: <laughs> well, kind of a throwback to your, your Penguin story. Yes, indeed. <laughs> but let's get into gold,
2: silver, and bronze. We'll start with one point that is divided among two people. Mm-hmm. Two people get one point each, and guess who one of them is? Pa- Philip Hawkins? It, it's Philip Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> uh, these two new titles are a little bit alike, so I to give them a point each. Philip Hawkins gave us Driving Miss Crazy... And Luke McKay giving us Drive Me Lazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Both these guys seem to always come through with the goods, so there's a reason that they're equal third and first position. So well done, Luke and Phil. What else we got?
2: Not bad work on both their parts. Two points go to Jordan Saville.
1: Jordan Saville. He's now on four. What has Jordan got?
2: Jordan gave us Big Yellow's Taxi.
1: Yeah, very good. I like that indeed. Very, Very good. A throwback to who sang the original song of that?
2: I believe, I want to say Joni Mitchell.
1: Joni Mitchell, that's right. That is right. Yep, Joni Mitchell.
2: Pay a paradise, put up a parking
1: lot. The the Crows, what are they called? Counting Crows. The Counting Crows, yes. And three points.
2: Three points go to. Now this, you might think, it's a bit simple, a bit straightforward, but it works for Mm -hmm. mine. Dando. It works. And it's Steve Roberts with Look Who's Walking.
1: I like it a lot. I, I like that one a lot. That's probably. That's definitely my favorite. So you definitely picked the, the right person. Done, it? it did, yes, yes. <laughs> for sure. Well, that <laughs> puts uh, Steve outright third position now on 13 points. Ah. So well done there, Steve. Talia is on 19, and Phil Hawkins is still on top on 29 points. All right, Mr. Davis, that has been the new names. Remember, if you want to be part of the Guy Davis New Name Championship and hopefully win yourself $200 at the end of the season... <sighs> It's going to be a Whoa. four finger discount patron. That's the simplest way to do so. No tier. All tiers get access to it. So just a four <laughs> finger discount patron. And you can be part of the Guy Davis new name championship. But now it is time, Mr. Davis, for some mailbag. Mailbag.
2: The mail. The mail is here.
0: Ooh. All
1: right. Andrew JP is the first question here. He says If you were writing an editor in Chimp Reboot, what would your pitch be? This one's for you, Guy. What do you got? <laughs> oh, dear. It's hard to improve on perfection. Uh,
2: I don't know. I think you'd have to have like. I don't think I'd do a complete reboot, but I think I did I think I'd insert Editor and in Chimp into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and make him J. Jonah Jameson. I'm going to say, yeah, looking for Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> get me Parker. Get me Spider Man.
1: <laughs> Which film do you think you could slot in the best? Do you think the, the Spider Man film, Spider Man franchise? I think so. (laughs) Slotting a chimp in. (laughs) Uh, Next question comes from Andrew Swan. How would you guys go if you weren't able to drive around and had to rely on family, friends, public transport, walking? My name went her entire life without a driver's license, nearly 80 years. And it used to be... I forget about it now, but sometimes I think about it. It's like when we were kids, we'd spend school holidays at Nan's house and then Marlene Mm -hmm. every single week. And we would... Walk everywhere. So if we had to go to Karaya Village, which is like a shopping centre. It'd take half an hour to walk there, but we'd walk there. We'd go to Hungry Jack's for a treat. take us half an hour to get there, but we'd fucking walk there. And it, we wouldn't yeah. complain because it was like, oh, it's at Nancy House, we walk. It's just so much easier to drive. So once you get your driver's licence, you learn to drive everywhere. But sometimes, yeah. you, as Homer has in this episode, you get a real sense of satisfaction once you've walked somewhere. And you get there and you're like, it wasn't so bad. And yeah. I feel better for exercising. And I got outside, get, I got you get some a fresh bit of physical air. physical
2: exercise. You get a bit of uh, psychological workout. Yeah. Sense of accomplishment, you're right. I mean, you go to Hungry Jack's for a treat and you burn off the calories on the way back.
1: Exactly right. I think it would get annoying at certain times. I mean, you just want to get a, a quick dinner or you, know, you, you need some milk or whatever and you got to walk all the way to the shop as opposed to just yeah. quickly drive down to the shop. You, I mean, you can walk so far, but it's just, I want a coffee now kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, yeah. that would be annoying, but I think I would get used to it after a while. What about yourself? Yeah, I imagine that's the case. Um, yeah, I think we become a little soft we have become very soft, indeed. Yes, I completely agree. I just, I think, if we, if push came to shove, if we had to learn to walk and rely on public transport, we definitely could. I think you
2: would have to become a bit more. Um, you'd have to plan prepared, your life. A bit yes.
1: Yep. Yes. Absolutely. All right. I've do a couple more questions here. Reese Roberts. So, are you over the margin? Home and relationship stories, or do you think we need more? No, I think as you can tell from this review, we're pretty much over them. <laughs> we're very
2: much over them. I'm glad you brought up that question because I was thinking about it. I don't know if they've ever done an episode on The Simpsons. It's a bit of a sliding doors thing that show – no, they probably have. You know, what life would be like for Homer and Marge if they hadn't met, if they'd gone on and done
1: different things with their lives. I mean, I'm sure they have. The episode, The the Mysterious Voyage of Homer, was it? When they – Colonel Klink, the ghost, remember that? Oh, yeah. And – I think Marge marries a rich person or something. I can't quite remember. Maybe it's a president. I think maybe Marge becomes the first lady. That sounds about right. But yeah, not, but yeah. Up to but this up to this point, we haven't had an entire episode dedicated to it. No.
2: But I'd love to have like a sliding doors episode where they just—it's almost they hooked up or they yeah you know, they met up and, and fell in love. But no, something happened to sort of
1: put them in different directions. Make
2: that make that not happen. Yeah. yeah. I th- I I think you've done enough storylines. Where it's been
1: Marge forgives Homer for being yeah, a joke,
2: m- yeah, pretty much, I think you could probably do a few more where it's like, well, what if they didn't get married? you know what if they weren't together?
1: What would be cool would be a uh, if they took the what if approach oh yeah like any, like a like a chance <laughs> of horror special, but have it like a what if where it's just a A different universe, you know? Yeah. I think that'd be cool. What would happen to certain characters? And final question here from the patrons Brian Hughes, have you ever been hit by a car? He once had a friend accidentally park his car on his foot. Luckily, the small car and his work boot prevented a serious injury, and once was bumped and ended up on the hood, but he was able to kind of hop up the last second so there was no harm done. Have I ever been? I remember, so I was riding my bike down the road, then the footpath when I was a a small kid, maybe, you know, between seven and 10, but kind of that era. And there used to be a driveway. So, the front yard's where I grew up in Norlane, no, no one had front fences. It was all... So, you could see if there was cars coming. Mm-hmm. But then, um, there was one house that had a fence that went all the way to the footpath. And then, um, there was like a front fence as well. So, until the last second, you couldn't see there's there was a car backing out. Run. I remember I was riding my bike. And for some reason, this car started backing... Uh, they backed out. And they would have been about... They, so, they, they'd covered the entire... Almost the entire footpath. But for some reason, I remember having time to brake... But I just didn't. I think it just all happened so quickly. I remember just running oh. straight into the side of the car. And I was okay. I think I scratched the car a little bit. I was okay. I just sort of like ran home. And I remember the the neighbour came down like in tears, like apologising, thinking that they were coming because I think my dad had a reputation for being a bit scary. So, I think they wanted to make sure, Mr. Dando, Mr. Dando, <laughs> like, I didn't hit your child. Your, your having, child having met your, having your me. dad not long ago, I can <laughs> see where that comes from, with all due respect to John. <laughs> um, but they are... Uh, yeah, so he came down, all apology. I was, I was fine, but I just remember there was like a, it was a weird moment. It was like, there's a car there. I should brake. No, I'm not <laughs> braking. Okay, prepare for prepare for contact. And I hit the side of that car, and I was fine. That's the only. That's the only time I've ever been. I mean, I've had a car accident where a car t boned me, but I um, but I've never been hit, just walking or riding a bike. Besides that, I've never you. had that either. You never have either. Okay, you have any car accident stories?
2: Um, no, nothing major. I mean. Okay. Uh, I think I've told the story about how I tried to uh, overtake a truck by going in the going in the left-hand lane around it. Except the truck was turning into a place in the left.
1: I don't think you had so, told this story.
2: No, no. So, um, the the truck was like a big semi, like a big B dub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, caught my front fender on the driver's side and sort of. <laughs> Scratched it all up and crunched it all up and shit. And I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, I was for sure I was going to get sucked under the wheels of this truck, but no, nah, the, the car got fucked up a little. Well, yeah, fucked up a
1: bit, but luckily I was not hurt, but still, Glad pretty scary. Pretty fucking terrifying. Pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that is the patron mailbag. Jump over now to Simpsons mailbag at gmail.com. Remember, guys, if you do have a question for us, you just want to send us a message, Simpsons mailbag at gmail.com. This question we got this week, here comes from Marcus, who lives in Rhode Island. Hey, Marcus. And Marcus says, firstly, thanks for the hours of laughs, and thanks for not finishing at season 10, like so many Simpsons podcasts tend to do. I can't <laughs> wait to finally rewatch the series in full, along with you both. You guys have maybe me see the show through a whole new perspective, and maybe appreciate the show more than I did before. Well, thank oh, you, thanks, man. Uh, we're, we're in it for the long haul. Yes. <laughs> Marcus says, which animal on The Simpsons would you most want as your pet? It's got to be Blinky, right? Blinky is a good one. I was thinking Stampy, if there was, if I was able to have an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> um, Santa's little is just because I'm a dog guy, but also I loved. I always felt sorry for Super Dude, the little uh, little lizard or oh, whatever that was right. that got killed yeah. in Who's Mr. Benson. So you go to a, a better home. <laughs> yeah, Super Dude.
2: Who, who was the, who was that? Um, that very fancy
1: horse. Ah, oh, the uh, Dun- Dunstan could the, be, yeah. Mean, the, oh, oh, the fancy horse. Oh, I thought you meant the one um that the Simpsons get. No, there's... I
2: only appeared very briefly, but Lisa was just like in love with it. Oh, you mean that when she's a pony? When she gets the pony? I think so, yeah. But it's like a really noble looking horse with like beautiful slick back mane. I don't remember that one, actually. Maybe I'm imagining it. No, no. It I'm, I'm, a, I can sort of fantasy. visualise what you're
1: trying to say there, but I can't quite put my finger on it. But we, are you a horse guy, are you? No, not really. That okay. kind of terrify me. <laughs> <laughs> but that one was so handsome. It was such a dream boat. Thank you for the question, Marcus. Uh, SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. Now, what we're also going to be doing going forward um, on our Twitter, so at FourfingerPod on Twitter, make sure you follow us if you aren't yet, and on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash FourfingerDiscount. I also post on Instagram as of next week, um, at FourfingerDiscount on Instagram, asking a listener question of the week. And the listener question oh. of this week was, which episode from the golden era, and I consider the golden era, as I said earlier in the show, be season four to eight, but from the golden era, which episode do you like the least? Doesn't mean that it's bad, just means that you tend to skip it quite a bit. And we've had a lot of people saying, my sister, my sitter, which was one for me as well. It's the one where Lisa babysits Bart and he he's just a... Bart is just no. so unlikable in that episode to the point where you just don't want to keep watching it. You're like, "Why are you being such a fucking jerk?" <laughs> and because you meant to almost feel sorry for Bart in the end for what happens when he breaks his arm and they trying to push him to the to, in a wheelbarrow to the um to the clinic, and it's just a really horrible horrible person in that episode. And yeah, so my sister, my sister's one up there for me, but um, we also had one here, so we posted on the Facebook page, and a lot of people, including Lucy Blundell, said. Homer's Enemy, she said, Homer becomes a, becomes jerk Homer and shows so little empathy. Grimes was annoying, but I feel for him, but yet we're supposed to laugh when he dies. It feels like a very South Park episode to me. Well, South Park, that's that's, that's fine. South Park's great. Check out our podcast, going down to South Park. But <laughs> I, you also mentioned to me that Homer's Enemy is one for you. You've never been a huge fan of Homer's Enemy.
2: It is, yeah. It's one that I, I probably wouldn't revisit. Uh, I think mainly because The Simpsons has a very sort of... It's got its own kind of reality. You can relate to it emotionally, psychologically, all this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's got a realism of all its own. But when you sort of impose real-world realism on Springfield, it it just strikes me as a bit of an, an odd fit or a bit of a disconnect. So, you know, when someone actually points out this guy's the worst, you know. Everyone should be dead because of Homer Simpson and all this kind of stuff. Also, yeah, it kind of grates on me a little bit. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad episode. I think it's, you know, it's kind of funny in its own way, but it just doesn't really sit well with me. Mm-hmm. And also, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> for you know, for even though he's correct, I just, yeah, Frank Grimes is like, eh, yeah, you are kind of a dick, pal, <laughs> you know. So the kind of person who's what well, I'm just telling it like it is. It's like yeah, well sometimes people don't want to hear it like it is. Yeah, give me that. Give me a spoonful of
1: sugar. <laughs> Another one's been getting thrown around is the canine mutiny when Bart gets Laddie and he gives up Santa's little helper. A lot of people don't like it because they – it's one of those sort of forgotten episodes. That one actually, I remember like it never used to really get uh, syndicated all that often. But um, yes, yeah, so Bart gives up Santa's little helper so that he can get Laddie in that episode. It's just kind of like uh. man, you don't. What are you doing, man? It sounds a little helpful. Don't give up that dog. Yeah. Um. But yes, yeah, so, another ones that have been mentioned quite a bit. Uh, round Springfield, which is the one where Bleeding Gums Murphy dies. That that okay. had a very controversial mm. ending where Lisa's talking to the clouds and whatnot. Um. Because people. I like, like that. I like. I love the ending of that episode. I think it's fantastic. Where he's like, one more, what's more from the top, and they yeah. sing jazz, man. I think it's, I really, really enjoy that one. But some people. No, that's had, a terrific some ending. Some people <laughs> don't like it. Apparently, yeah. Itchy and Scratchy Land is here quite a bit. Itchy and Scratchy Land's a great episode. I love that one as well. Itchy and Scratchy, the movie. A lot of people are annoyed at that one because uh, it's Bart never actually gets to see the movie until like no, much, yeah. much more in the future. It's like, sometimes you need to be taught a lesson. <laughs> you know, sometimes <laughs> you don't always get what you want. So, I don't, I don't mind a story for that one. But one for me was uh, was certainly... Uh, and this is going to make me sound very um common, but I was never huge on a streetcar named Marge. Oh. I just... Oh. I, I think it was mostly songs, but you, you usually like songs. Yeah, but this one wasn't like a song and dance. When it's like the the characters throughout the, the streets, oh, it was it was yeah. more of a stage show. But I just remember as a kid just finding that one quite boring. It just, I just wasn't <laughs> wasn't invested in that one at all. And um and the other one being when I was a kid, and funny, it's funny because it's, it's a song one as well. The Sherry Bobbins episode. Simpson Calafragulastic Expiella Anoy Grunches Annoyed mm. Grunches. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. never huge on that one either but as I got older I fucking loved that one and we interviewed Maggie Roswell the voice of Sherry Bobbins and various other characters okay. and she was just like the loveliest lady and I just, <laughs> it made me see the episode through a whole new life because now when I watch it I'm like she's saying that for us right in front of me <laughs> like, like oh, a, That's nice. awesome and the the <laughs> mysterious voyage of Homer when he eats the chili pepper and he goes to the the weird world and he has the visions and everything and Johnny Cash is the voice of the, the fox and that that was one when I was a kid as a kid I'm saying I always yeah. skipped it as I got older I appreciated it more but, um, but, yeah, they, they were the ones as a kid I was always just like, ah, can we well, skip? I don't want to watch this one. What, so, any any others that like, spring to mind? Just Homer's Enemy.
2: Really, just Homer's Enemy is the one that really stands out when you yeah. are, when you ask this question. Yeah. yeah. But, and, like I said, yeah, it just imposes real-world reality on yeah, on Springfield, and I don't want that.
1: <laughs> okay, exactly right. So check out our um, Listener of the Question of the Week segment. Uh, it's going to be posting it on the Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page each and every week, and we could read out your responses. All right, now, but Mr. Davis, before we head off, we promised a Patreon prize draw. We do a minor one, and mm. we do a major one. All right, so... Alright, so we're gonna be kicking off with the minor draw. So the way the way it works is, if you are a five dollar or less patron, you get access to the minor draw. If you're eight dollars or more, you get access to both minor and major. Oh, very okay. very exciting stuff. All right, so let's get those names. And as I said, the the, um, the the prize for this one is going to be a Simpsons pop vinyl of my choice. Or you can you, basically, if it's on the pop culture website, you let me know and I'll get it for you. All right, so. Let me know via DM on Facebook or send an email to SimpsonsMailbag at gmail.com. Find a Simpsons pop vinyl, a standard one, a $20 one. Let me know, and you will win yourself this pop vinyl. Your pop vinyl of your choice.
2: While you're picking up pop vinyls, yes, there was one that I noticed that I was actually going to ask you. Yeah, which it one's it. that? Which one's uh, that? It's, it's a different show altogether. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Which one is it? <laughs> uh, it's uh, Peggy Olson from Mad Men. Oh, you, is- you want that one? Yeah, where she's got the box of stuff and the cigarette
1: in her mouth. I think, cool. I will get that one for you. No worries, Mr. Davis. All right. (laughs) All right. So, we're going through, and the winner is Nick Barbaro. 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 Nicky Barbaro has won himself a Simpsons pop vinyl. Let me know, sir, which pop you would like. As long as it's on the uh, pop culture website, I will get it for you. Thank you so much for your support, sir. All right. So. Now Thanks time Nick for the major prize draw the monthly major prize draw. Mm. And this Mr Davis gets themselves a Simpson's stein <gasps> to the value of 50 Australian dollars. Australian dollars. Yes. Whoa. A Simpson's stein. So the stone cutter Simpson's stein. Mm. Drink what you like out of it. Yes, exactly right. The official Russian Simpson's stone cutter stein. You get access you get access to this prize draw if you're an $8 plus patron. We are drawing it out through here now. The winner is... Nick Barbara, (laughs) Declan Phoenix. Ah. Declan Phoenix, you have won yourself a Simpsons Stonecutters Stein. Thank you so much. The man with the many CDs. Oh, of course. Yes, we spoke to Declan on Zoom this week. Thank you, sir, for, for... for being a four finger discount patron and i hope you enjoy your stein just message me on facebook your address and i'll get that stein out to you asap don't forget guys like i said be a four finger discount patron support the show get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts and the monthly prize draws which will be happening the minor draw and the prize draw each and every month all right mr davis next week we're going to be reviewing the episode titled the bat of war To be completely honest, I have no recollection of what this episode's about. I'm not going to look it up. I want to go in fresh and see what I think. I'm going to follow your lead and go in fresh myself. Yes. Maybe not if i the episode. (laughs) (laughs) No. So next week's episode is going to be- That's the art of Mitch. Yeah. The review of The Bart of War. Looking forward to that. Don't forget, guys, please continue to rate and review us on the iTunes store. I know we finally hit the 500- Ratings, uh, but we'd love to hear more reviews, more positive words yeah. going through on the iTunes page. So it only takes a couple of moments. Go in there, check us five stars, leave some kind words if you have the time to do so. It would be much appreciated. And if you enjoy everything we do here at Four Finger Discount, including this show, going down to South Park, Talking Seinfeld, the one about friends, our movie reviews, commentaries, and more, you can be a Four Finger Discount patron where you're not only supporting the show, but you're getting access to a bunch of exclusive content in return as well. Uh, Hours upon hours upon hours of uh, bonus content each and every month, as well as prize draws, uh, monthly Zoom calls with Guy and myself, uh, access to the Four Finger Discount Facebook community. And so much more, all for as little as $1 per month. $1 per month, and you can join the Four Finger Discount family and help this show and help it stay on the air and keep supporting it. So that is enough plugging, Mr. Davis. Like I said, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FourFingerPod, at Four Finger Discount on Instagram and Four Finger Discount on the Facebook page. But for now, Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there?
2: That's full talk. Shh.